Hello everyone, this is Deborah Richardson and today I am putting the AP in Happy where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. This podcast will give a voice to accounts payable team members by talking about the growing reality of cyber attacks in their world and which vendor setup and vendor management techniques they can apply to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by the five-day vendor master file cleanup. Do you trust the data in your vendor master file? Well, if you have less than 5,000 active vendor records and need to prepare for a vendor self-registration portal or for 1099 and 1042 IRS annual forms distribution, you are in luck. We have vendor validations, including watch list screening, duplicate vendor review, vendor inactivation recommendations, and more. Go to DebraRRichardson.com, that's D-E-B-R-A-R-R-I-C-H-A-R-D-S-O-N.com slash consulting, or email me at Debra, D-E-B-R-A, at Debra rrichardson.com for a quote today. Today's episode is based on a guest post by a company called Tesorio, and it talks about the differences between accounts payable and accounts receivable and the best practices to help your company manage both sides since they are both critical to business health. Keep listening. Welcome to episode 63, Best Practices for Accounts Payable versus Accounts Receivable. So Tesario indicates that cash flow is the number one reason why most businesses fail. 82% of small businesses go under due to poor cash flow. This challenge is not limited to small businesses either, so don't feel bad if you are a small business. Just this year, KPMG found a discrepancy in accounting at Meredith Corporation, which is one of the biggest media conglomerates in the country. And I'll link to both the blog post and then also the article that is referenced regarding Meredith Corporation. But what that article said was that KPMG uncovered shortfalls in oversight of the processes used to calculate the fair value of time inks, accounts receivable and accounts payable, which were brought across to Meredith's books when they purchased time Uh, Inc. on January 31st, 2018. And again, this was a Wall Street Journal article and I will link to it. Um, But accounts receivable and accounts payable, right, they are critical aspects of a business's financial health. And we just saw with um, Meredith Corp how it affected them. So understanding how these two functions impact your cash flow and your overall growth can mean the difference between another year of healthy profit or becoming another statistic.
So listen up because according to Tesario, here's what you need to know about optimizing the processes of accounts receivable and accounts payable. So we're going to start off with what is the difference between accounts payable and accounts receivable. So first, let's review basic business definitions. Accounts payable keeps track of money that goes out of your business. So when you make a purchase of goods and services from a supplier or to a creditor that needs to be paid back in a short period of time, the entry in the accounting record is known as accounts payable. The accounts payable team handles the money you owe. In other words, your current liabilities. Invoices and bills from purchasing goods from vendors go to accounts payable. Accounts receivable, on the other hand, keeps track of money you are owed. So in other words, your assets. These records and amounts from selling goods and services to clients go to accounts receivable. Outstanding invoices owed to your business are considered accounts receivable. Now the term refers to accounts your business has the right to receive because you already have delivered goods or services. Now conversely with accounts payable that decreases your business's cash flow, accounts receivable increases your business's cash flow and keeping your balance sheet healthy is a sure way to maintain your business's good standing. Monitoring and clearing your accounts payable and accounts receivable in real time ensures that your business will not encounter cash flow problems in the future. Next, let's talk about the importance of accounts payable and accounts receivable. So where many businesses tend to run into cash flow problems is the accounts receivable side of the equation. So hiccups in accounts receivable collections can have drastic consequences for a business because it does put pressure on the amount of working capital required to fund operations. Now that was a quote from a Forbes uh, article and I'll link to it in the show notes. And then there's another 2018 report that I'll link that found that overdue invoices represented 50% of all receivables at B2B companies surveyed. So likewise, for a business to stay afloat, it must avoid issues caused by delayed or missed payments, issues that cause late fees or just overdue bills in general. So settling your accounts payable on time is crucial to managing those vendor relationships, building a trustworthy reputation and also avoiding penalties and fees that come from late payments. Late payments can cause your partners to lose trust in you and your ability to pay for their products or service. So managing AP is highly critical. So I'm going to insert some of my experience here because I have worked, um, I was six years in accounts receivable and then I've worked the last eight to 10 years in accounts payable with the last eight years focused on vendor maintenance. So I want to share with you um, some tips that I've seen to make the accounts payable and accounts receivable side work much better. Now this is based on having a 
uh, buyer, meaning the accounts payable team of one company um, collaborating and working with the supplier's accounts receivable department. So the first tip that I have is for um, really uh, accounts payable, but it really requires collaboration again with the accounts receivable team. And that is collaborating to send the remittance information that the accounts receivable team needs to accurately post that payment that you just sent them. So think about it. How many calls do you receive asking how to apply payment from your suppliers or from your vendors? So this means collecting and storing a remittance email address. Um, in most ERPs on the AP side, the payment cycle process includes a step to send a PDF to the remittance email address on file. But if you don't have an email address on file, then the accounts receivable team will not receive it. And thus you're gonna be getting a call back to ask how to um, apply that payment from that supplier. So what I suggest is as part of your vendor setup process to always collect a remittance email um, address and require it. Now, no worries if you haven't done that or you know you don't have a lot of remittance email addresses in your vendor master file. I will include a link to a blog post called, I think it's called Nine Ways to Collect um, Vendor Email Addresses, um, but I'll include a link, of, a link to that blog post in the show notes. And on the AR side of providing that remittance email address, make sure that you do not use a um, person's email address. It's better to have a shared mailbox so that if a person leaves or is on vacation, their replacement can still receive the remittance information in order to post the payment. And again, having that email address or remittance email address is critical so that the accounts receivable department or AR will know how to apply that payment and conversely reduce calls to accounts payable asking them how to apply the payment. And a great example of this, and I know for those of you that work in AP, you see it all the time, and those of you who work in AR, um, you know that this is the case and that based on uh, what the industry is, it can get complicated of how to apply that payment. So some industries, and I'll give banking as an example, they will have different remittances or remittance information or payment information for different types of services or products. So again, looking at the bank um, as an example, or the banking industry as an example, they have different payment information or can have different payment information for their ATM fees versus their lockbox services. And I I've seen that firsthand where we've had to create, um, at the time we were using PeopleSoft and we had to create different locations for those different types of payments. And not only that, we had to name the location in a certain way so that the um, accounts payable team or the external team members that were submitting invoices knew which location needed to be used for that particular invoice. 
So again, it could get complicated, so it's very important that the remittance information is sent and received by accounts receivable so that they could post it uh, more efficiently without having to call accounts payable. And speaking of posting payments, that's my next tip is, you know, how accounts receivable posting those payments in a timely and efficient manner really helps accounts payable. So accounts payable benefits from efficient and timely pay, uh, payments because that frees up credit lines for next purchases. So if you're a company and you're AP and you're a buyer and your company has a credit line and 75% of that credit line is past due or unapplied because they didn't have a remittance email address and they didn't get the remittance advice, then that means the buyer only has 25% of their credit line that they can use to purchase needed products or services that may be needed to help them generate revenue. So again, accounts payable and accounts receivable are both critical. Payments affect accounts receivable in that it increases their working capital that they have available to fund operations and then efficient payments um, affect accounts payable because that increases their credit line that is available that could be used to purchase products or services that are critical to generate revenue. And of course, because I've been on the AP side for the last eight to 10 years, my biggest thing is both um, having those efficient payments and then also having them applied correctly and efficiently um, reduces costs to accounts payable, either looking for payment or asking how to apply a payment. So Tessario has some suggestions about how automation can help. So first off is to avoid bad debt um, that accounts receivable has deemed uncollectible and to ensure your accounts payable is settled in a timely manner, businesses must build a strong, reliable system to keep cash flow moving. Managing these two critical or crucial aspects of the business can be time consuming and resource heavy and we all know that. As a result, smart business owners are turning to automation to help send and collect payments. Machine learning and automation in managing cash flow ensure that nothing is overlooked. So automation monitors the many moving parts of both AP and AR from shipping orders, invoices, receipts, journal entries, to general ledgers and other financial documents. To collect cash, for example, utilize AI-driven platforms that provide automated recommendations on when to collect and from which customer based on data available in your ERP systems. So this can also make reporting easier and help you pinpoint issues such as delinquent accounts. And you may not be aware, but AI platforms can also automate forecasts by pulling in accounts payable real time, giving your finance department greater confidence to make data-driven decisions. 
Now, in addition to AI, I have uh, a couple of podcasts that talk about um, RPA or robotics process automation. And those are episodes 39 and 55. And I also have another podcast, podcast episode 33, that talks about um, how to identify projects in accounts payable that could be um, eligible for RPA. You know, those processes or steps within a process that only requires rules and no decisions in order to be successful. So we can see that accounts receivable and accounts payable are the two chief measures of your business's cash flow, which is why it is crucial that they are both managed well. Otherwise, you may risk stumbling upon financial issues that could cost your business a great deal of money or worse, can cause its downfall. So thanks everyone. I hope you enjoyed the 63rd episode of the Putting the AP in Happy podcast, where accounts payable teams are empowered to protect the vendor master file from fraud. Don't forget to check the show notes for the links mentioned in the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing and writing a review of my podcast on the platform that you use to listen. Stay happy.